Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Nikki Stapt. Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. It's that time of year again. It is time for a holiday challenge. Now, this year, I have a rush and renew holiday challenge, so I've renamed it and kind of revamped it. So I was already getting emails the first week in November about people who were feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and just didn't know how they were going to make time for themselves over the holidays. So I wanted to create a little workout program instead. Um, So it's going to be for 23 days. It's going to start December 1st and run through the 23rd. And it's going to be 10 minute workouts followed by five minutes of restorative yoga poses. And you're going to do that for 23 days. But I know that we don't want to work out for 23 days in a row. So I've thrown in some Ayurvedic health habits along the way. So you might have some that are um, new soup recipes to try. Other health habits could be meditating. Um, Another one, trying some golden milk. So my main goal is to really help you guys feel a little bit more restored and grounded um, once December 31st rolls around. I don't want you guys to start the new year depleted and just feeling like you're run down the entire month of January. So if you guys are interested, this is over at andreaclawson.com slash holiday rush and renew. And it's a free challenge. And this is literally some of my best stuff. You know, I have videos of all the fitness moves and pictures for all the restorative yoga poses. And you don't need any equipment for this challenge. So you can do it right from the comforts of your own home in in between running errands and everything else that you have to do. So um, if this is something that's interesting to you, um, feel free to join. Again, it's free. It's going to be awesome. There's a Facebook group to help um, hold you guys accountable as well as weekly prizes. So if you're interested, head on over there. Again, it's andreaclawson.com slash holiday rush and renew. So Nikki is someone uh, who competes in physique competitions. She is a, has been in the fitness industry for the last five years, and she really is about the mindset that it takes to kind of make, make your fitness goals happen. Um, so this is something that I'm not 100% knowledgeable about is the physique and fitness competitions because I have never done one. And um, she broke it down into which of the three categories she did. So she actually did the physique and, um, you know, talked about what it took to become a physique competitor, as well as some really practical fitness and nutrition tips um, for anyone just looking to live a little bit healthier and better life. Um, As this show definitely we tackle a lot on the limiting beliefs and maybe the things that could be holding you back because that's what her um, actual new program is about as well is not just the fitness side of things, but really how to empower yourself um, both mentally and physically. So it's a great interview. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation and Nikki was a delight to have on. And without further ado, here's our show. Welcome to the podcast. And today I'm super excited. Um, I have not actually met Nikki before, but I'm really excited to get to chat with her and get to know a little bit more about her. And she has a different fitness background than I do. So I always love exploring um, people who have done competitions before because I'm not familiar with that realm. So Nikki, will you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your fitness background? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so I have been in the fitness world for about, I would say, five years now. And I've been an athlete my entire life, but it wasn't up until five years ago that I kind of got into the realm of, well, didn't kind of, but I did get into the realm of competitive bodybuilding. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's been about five years now that I've been in the industry and it has completely and drastically changed my entire life. 
So what made you like decide to get in the fitness industry? Oh, well, don't, don't they say like bodybuilders or uh, breakups make bodybuilders or something? Ah. <laughs> Is that, I don't even know. Is that the saying? Oh, that's I don't funny. know. I heard that before. <laughs> but um, no, but I was in and I, I was engaged for uh, three years. I was in a relationship for three years and engaged for a year. And after that relationship broke off, I, like I was completely lost. I had no idea who I was. I was just, you know, I thought that I had to, you know, go to school, get married, have kids, find somebody that agreed with that alignment and bam, we were going to do it. And mm-hmm. I just was not happy. And I, I didn't know who Nikki was. I had no idea who I, I wanted to be. And, um, I had no self-respect, no self-confidence, no self-esteem for myself. And I, I couldn't, how can, you can't love someone when you're in that kind of state. Like there's just no there's no way. Um, so when I, when that broke breakup ended, I started bodybuilding. Well, I started working out and eating healthy again. And then I got introduced to the bodybuilding world. And it's kind of funny because for about three weeks before, like I had actually been presented the opportunity to compete. I was like, yeah, guys, I'm really thinking about doing this. Like my whole like Instagram was blowing up about like fitness stuff, I guess because I had just been soaked into that niche mm-hmm. by like going to the gym and eating healthy and everything I was following. Um, and my, so I was yeah, talking to friends and family about it and literally like the universe must have heard me or something. Like, I don't know if people are spiritual or not, but I firmly believe in this. Like, <laughs> no, I do too. Uh, yeah. So within the three weeks, I, I was leaving the gym one day and the manager of the LA fitness that I go to was like, um, are you like looking to compete? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and then that's where it kind of just like took off. Like I, he got me in alignment with a coach and I met with that coach and that coach was talking to me and he was like, telling me all these ins and outs about bodybuilding world. And he was literally talking like Andrea, like gibberish to me. I was like, what is this mean? (laughs) But, um, that is, um, amazing. And kudos to you for like knowing, okay, I don't know myself. I need to figure out who I am before, you know, doing anything. And I love that. That's kind of how you got introduced into, you know, the bodybuilding and fitness world is like, okay, who is Nikki? Like, who do I want to be? And kind of just like reclaiming yourself. Um, That's something I'm super passionate about is just kind of that evolution of self. And we're always kind of evolving. Um, Do you see any evolutions, you know, coming up right now for yourself? Is there anything that you're kind of like, Ooh, should I step into this role in my life or hesitant to kind of jump all into? Oh my God. It's so funny you say that. And it just gave me chills. Um, (laughs) Within the past month, I actually just joined a mastermind group and I was so happy it like I was like oh my god like this is kind of creepy this is like I'm you know I I don't know what to expect I had no idea what to expect um and I went all for it and I signed up with a coach and now it's just like every er, everything's shifting my mindset's shifting so many things are coming into play like it's just it's (laughs) mind-boggling That's amazing. I, yeah, that is one of the best things that I think I've done over the years too, is invest in myself and joining the masterminds and joining those things that might stretch us and push us because those are the things that kind of help us, you know, take ourselves to the next level, which in turn, if you have your own business, you know, takes your business to the next level as well. And so it's all kind of intertwined in the, I feel like the online, you know, space, even if you have in-home clients, 
but yet you're online. It's just all connected. And the more that you can kind of see that now, I think that's, that's going to be amazing to see kind of what you're up to in the next few years. Yes. Yay. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so what about the mindset? Like, how does that play like a vital role for you in getting ready for a show? So the whole mindset game, what it didn't really get approached to me until I guess like I started reading books, but when I did it, it vitally showed like how I prepared for the shows. And like, I literally, Andrew would imagine myself like on stage, like competing in the show. I wasn't yet there. I was still going through the trenches of having Mm -hmm. to diet and having to eat and like saying no to friends and family and saying no to the cake that was right in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but I had, I had to do all that kind of stuff, but every single time, and I worked in the emergency room at the time, like it was just, there was a lot of things that played a vital role in my mind that were trying to stop me. But I had every single time I was, I felt like an obstacle was coming in my in my path I just thought of the person that I wanted to be and where I wanted to be stepping on stage and and literally like every week I was like I'm going for first place I'm not putting in all this damn hard work for nothing Mm. and envisioned it and that I, I did that like every day every time I was in the gym that I just envisioned my success on stage that was pretty much like the vital role that I had to keep doing Mm, yes. So it's kind of like your like meditation practice almost too, is just kind of imagining and putting it out there and just kind of letting it happen. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. So what was it like? So I don't know nothing really about physique competitions. I think I've had one other person who we talked a little bit about it cause she did some physique competitions, but we mostly did, um, what is she, the powerlifting. We talked about that more so. So what does it take to do that physique competition? And, um, I know there's different, are there different uh, classes too with the physique? Yes, there are. There's, there's bikini, which is like your, your, if you're going into a show, that'd probably be your first one that you would try out. And then there's figure, which is like the second bump up that they, they look more for, um, shape and like the hourglass look. And then physique is like the definition, the striations, the Mm -hmm. separations of the muscle, and um, what really, when I first met my coach, he was like, yeah, we're going to do bikini for your first show. And then I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. This isn't my personality because bikinis like, I got to get on stage. There's no, I have no offense against bikini girls. They know how to rock it. They know that sass. They know what the coaches <laughs> are looking for. <laughs> but I myself did not have that at the time. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do bikini. So I worked my ass off to go into figure. And then figure, I didn't want to wear the heels. <laughs> <laughs> So I made damn sure that my, my second show was going to be in physique. So physique doesn't have to wear heels? No, physique can just go on stage and they're barefoot. And I was like, yes. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So what was your training like? Was that like, a, you know, six week out, eight week out, 12 week out? Like if someone is wanting to do one of these, like how long do they need to prep and prepare? And what are you eating? How are you training? So for my first show, I actually did a 31 week prep, which is a little exaggerating. Like it's just, you don't need to prep that long. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what to expect. That's a long time. (laughs) I think it was a little drastic, but but my coach, he he made a good point. Like you want to, your first show, you want to give it your all and you want to go all in and you want to do everything you're supposed to do. So 
but I think realistically people do like 16 week preps, um, 16 or 12 week preps. And that's totally realistic too. Okay. And what you've got to eat is like fucking bird food. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is so little. It's like, it's chicken and egg whites and rice, but you get like these two big cheat meals, which are so important to like your metabolism and everything. And you like, you eat the five to six meals a day and just small stuff. And then you have those two boosts within the week. So I couldn't complain about that. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, that's an intense, especially if you're doing that for like eight months of prepping and planning and preparing. What does it feel? So if you go up on stage and maybe, you know, I'm sure everyone who doesn't, most people want to place. What if you don't place? What are some of those emotions that, you know, happen? And like, do you feel like, like a failure? Or what kind of goes through people's heads? Because I've heard it from that end of people who are like, oh, it's so, you don't place. You're just like, I wasted time. Or how do you deal with that? So I've never, and thank the Lord above, like <laughs> I've never had that feeling, but I have had friends who've had that feeling and people who have followed, like, you know, wanting to compete and saw my journey. And, and actually two of those little, two of those girls, um, didn't, they placed second in these past two weeks of their shows. And they actually had this great feeling of, I did this for myself. Like, mm -hmm. It's the you versus you kind of method once you're in this. It's not, it's, I, I don't like the, the up being upset. I mean, I get it. Like I get all the work you put in. It does, it sucks. But at the same time, you have to take a different approach and look at it in a different light. And it just wasn't the show that you were meant to win. The universe has something bigger and better for you. And it, that's just the way you have to look at it. Mm, that's Yeah, that's definitely good advice. Because I think that's sometimes is the hard part is that the mental block again, you know, because it, I feel like fitness is so tied in with the mental stuff in terms of, you know, why didn't we get a workout in, you know, and then we just beat ourselves up for maybe skipping, you know, the gym instead of, you know, we went home and sat on our couch and watched TV instead, you know, and just those little things I think are such a big mental roadblock for us, um, mm -hmm. you know, and making our health goals a reality. What are some other kind of limiting beliefs that you've seen that really affect women and holding themselves back from maybe reaching those fitness goals that they could achieve? Uh, the number one that I hear very often, and I hear it within my clients too, is work mm -hmm. and, you know, not having enough time. Mm -hmm. And the way that I love to just break through that limiting belief is just sharing my, I mean, sharing my own story. I mean, I was in an emergency room, you know, working there, <laughs> I mean, it's absolute chaos, but <laughs> when I knew that I had to eat and I knew that I had to make the five minutes for myself, like you, you make that time. If something is so important to you and your health should be damn important to you, it should be a priority, not an option. Then mm -hmm. you're going to make that time and you're going to make, you know, work. Wait a second. Like I had to tell my clients, turn to your coworkers and ask them, not, not even ask them, but tell them, tell them like, this is your life. <laughs> tell them five minutes, you guys, for me to eat something and I'll be back to work. I think that, you know, it's nothing is going to blow up. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I think that's a great, that's great advice. And, um, I actually had just recorded a podcast about priorities and that was something that I said, I'm like, I'm going to take more of a tough love. Cause I don't always do that. Um, I do it with clients that I know well, but I'm like, okay, we've got to have some tough love here because that is one of my number one pet peeves when people are like, oh, I don't have time. I'm like, no, 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 you have time. You're not making the time. We all have the time. It's just, again, what is our priority? And, um, you know, we all, 
I had someone who actually went into her boss and said, I need to work less hours and demanded to work a normal, like nine to five shift, get paid the same. And she's like, if you want me to stay at this company, you know, we'll have to figure it out. And they just switched her to a different role and said, here we go. We want you. We, and they made it work. And so sometimes it's like things like that, that sometimes I think we are sometimes scared to do because we're like, oh, what is someone going to think of me? You know, we're a failure. We can't do it all. You know, when really we're taking ownership of our lives and making it work for us so we don't get run down and we can make time for those things that are important to us. Yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. All those fears, thoughts and everything. It's just, it's something that either was presented to us in the past or some kind of story that we heard. I don't know, our parents, or I don't know, but <laughs> yes, yes, it totally is. Yeah. So what are some of those keystone habits that you have in your life that really make you tick? So my keystone habits are reading for sure. I read an hour a day and I make that a priority. Wow. What type of books? All mindset books. Oh man. <laughs> Self-development wow. books, all that kind of stuff. Like one of my favorites is, um, uh, the Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. And uh, I have read that. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm going to add that to my list. The Power of Awareness. Yes. So good. And then meal, obviously meal prepping. I mean, it's just become an unconscious habit at this point. It, every Sunday or if I'm, if I miss it on Sunday, Monday, like it, no matter what that it gets done and I don't mm -hmm. make an excuse about it. And then obviously getting to the gym. I mean, it is, it's just a priority at this point. It has to happen. And how long does it take you to meal prep typically? Now it'll only take, well, since I switched over to pescatarian, I um, made that switch about like a month and a half, two months ago, but I only cook my sweet potatoes and my vegetables. So it really only takes me like half hour, 45 minutes. That's perfect. Yeah. And that's another thing. I think sometimes we think that it takes us such a long time to do it, but really, it, I mean, if you sit down and you get efficient at it, the more that you do it. And again, it's that muscle where I'm sure every Sunday you're like, all right, whatever time I just know, okay, maybe it's seven o'clock, you know, this is time to start meal prepping for the week or whatever that is for you. And I know that just, it just helps so much. Cause that's what I do too. I sit down and I meal plan um, for the entire week. I don't do a ton of meal prepping, but at least I have everything planned and I know what I'm going to make. So that way I'm not like stumbling at, I eat early cause I do the Ayurvedic eating early. So I'm at four 30 when I start to get ready to eat. Um, like I'm making sure I have stuff ready to rock and go. Otherwise, you know, you end up going to the freezer if you have frozen fish sticks or whatever. Cause I have those around for my son and my husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're like, I'm going to have them too, because I don't feel like making something for myself. And I think that's something that, um, just those little planning and prepping can really go a long way. Yes. A hundred percent. And I mean, I'll tell you when I, when I first started, <laughs> I did it all wrong, <laughs> but that's what we had to go through. It took me like literally two and a half hours when I first started. And it's just like, Oh God, this sucks. But as you keep doing it, it is, it's just a muscle and it just gets easier and easier. Oh, so how do you go about keeping these habits? Cause that's something else that I have, you know, heard from many people as they will have them maybe for a week or two or maybe a month and then life happens. And then they just kind of get thrown off those habits. Like how do you go about getting right back into that routine? I think about the end goal. That's, mm -hmm. that's key. yeah. I think about, I mean, I, there were so many obstacles that I had to overcome and um, during my prep and like traveling and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't let that get in the way. I just thought about, okay, well, what, what would the person, what would I do the winner of these shows and taking pro guard? Like, what would I do? And it just kind of came to me. <laughs> I love it. So it's basically like connecting back to your why and like the reason that you're doing it. Yes. 110%. Mm. 
So what about nutrition then? Because I know we just kind of briefly talked about it, but it's something that definitely plays a huge role um, in all of our lives and just knowing what to eat. How can we better like equip ourselves for just navigating, you know, a grocery store even? Because I found depending on where you go to grocery shop, like it's really, it's an obstacle course trying to be like, okay, I'm going to resist the processed foods that are sitting out and, you know, those snacks that are just right there, easy to grab, throw in the cart. Um, you know, how do you kind of navigate that landscape? So I always shop on the outskirts. Mm. <laughs> always shop on the outskirts. You got your fruits, you got your vegetables, you've got um, then like the dairy and the chicken and the meats and then the fish and then the eggs and then I'm going around. And then you got like water on the other ends and then you got the frozen section of your vegetables too there. And the only aisles I'll go down are oatmeal and rice, which are usually in the same aisle. And if I need like condiments or something like that, that's probably like the next aisle over. So I don't, I veer away from the tempting zones. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> you just have to tell yourself, nope, that's not going to benefit me. So I'm not going to go down that aisle. And even as like, cause I think sometimes we also have that misconception that people are like, oh, but you're, you're in the fitness field. Like how it's probably easy for you. But like you even say, you're like, I just purposely avoid it because you probably would throw something in your cart. Oh, a hundred percent. I used to consume sugar. Like that was my breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like I had <laughs> sugar every meal of my day. I would eat candy and like and eggs and sours. <laughs> Bad. I, love, I think that makes it more relatable though. Cause you're just like, okay, yeah, no, I purposely have to avoid this because I will get sucked down that trap. Yes, 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 yes. The Wegmans aisle where you can put the candy in the bags unlimitedly, it's <laughs> just not good for Nikki. <laughs> uh, see, I am always like intimidated by those because like, I don't really know how this works. So I never like know what to do. So I just don't do ever put candy in there because I'm like, I don't know. How do you pay for this? How do you do oh this? God. It's all too confusing. So I've never even attempted. <laughs> I have the best hacks for that. I type in the cheapest one and then print it up on the ticket and put it on my hand. See, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I'd be like, uh, I just come to the cash register and be like, here, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know. Did I do something wrong? And then all of those things, but just like that social pressure of being like, okay, I don't want to be embarrassed, which also plays a role, I think, in the grocery store is I think sometimes when people are looking for, you know, certain foods or even healthy foods and they don't know exactly where to find it, that can be like embarrassing and intimidating. Cause I know I've done that before where you think you're like, Oh, it's over here. And then you're like, no, it's not. And then sometimes we're afraid to ask and you know, we just kind of wander around and just throw stuff randomly in our cart. And I think that that's where also the having a plan while you go to the grocery store, you know, having that grocery list and really sticking to it and then not being afraid to ask. Cause I've done that before where I'm like, all right, I can't find the tahini. Where is it? And then they, you know, gladly pointed it out to you. So little things like that, that, you know, it's really not that big of a deal, but we play it up in our heads. A hundred percent. That mental game again. Yes, totally. It's there. <laughs> it's real. I know. Gosh, that mental game that we just play with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like a rabbit hole sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no, no matter how experienced you are, you always have those. And we just have new things depending on, you know, where you're at. You just have new rabbit holes that you can go down. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what about like any basic nutrition tips? Because I know sometimes the hard part is, you know, everyone is different and how you should eat and what works for you might not work for someone else. But like in general, what are some of the best kind of fitness tips that you can give people? I mean, everybody is different, but 
in the sense of people, I know so many women want the muscle and they want to look toned and they want to look defined. At least that's like what my clientele is like. And what the one thing that I could recommend is protein, increasing the protein and limiting some fats. That's, that's key. And really figuring out what best works with your body. Totally. Yeah. And that's, it takes time. I mean, it really, to figure out what works for you, it does take time and not like a week. Like we're talking, I always tell people, give yourself at least a month. And even then I, I do three, six or 12 month typically commitments when I have um, people who want to train with me. And I do three, three months because I'm like, it usually will take me that long to figure out what exactly is going to work for your body. And people don't always think that they're like three months. I'm like, well, yeah, because what we do the first month might not work. And then I have to figure out and tinker what's going to work best for you. And that can take some time instead of just trying it for a month and then just being done with our workout plan or our nutrition plan and saying, okay, I didn't give it enough time. Or maybe I just needed, you know, maybe it was the rice that you were eating was wrong for your body, but you gave up the whole plan and threw it out the window. So that's something else that I think is key when people are going into the new fitness and nutrition routine. Oh yeah. If they don't see results immediately, they're going to give up and then there's no, there's nothing from there. So yeah, it's, it's key on figuring out like I, 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 caloric intake. I mean, that's, that's key. It's, it's so important and everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Do you do any of the VO2 tests or anything like that with women or recommend that test for people? No, I don't. I've never actually even heard of it. Oh, so that's, it's a really good one for, um, it's well, the VO2 would be for your on the treadmill, and so it gives you your fat burning zones essentially. And it, you wear like that mask that you've seen those people who have the mask on with the tube coming out of it. Uh, have you ever seen those? I have, I have, yes. So, those would be that's how you can figure out if you're a sugar or a carb or fat burner. It kind of tells you where you're at and what you need to be, you know, consuming more or less of. And um, that will give you your zones. Um, well, that fat carb that actually is your resting metabolic rate. So that one, you actually lay down, you sit in a chair, you still are wearing your mask, but usually you're in a room quietly for 20 minutes or so. And then the technician will read it for you and then tell you. So I did that, oh gosh, probably six years ago now. And it was, it was fascinating just to kind of see the, you know, results of it. And I wanted to do it again now. Um, just to see, has it changed? I think I've kept my results um, throughout the years. And after, you know, now I've had a child since then. So just kind of seeing, okay, is my metabolism changed? Is it different? Because that was one of the reasons I didn't want to do a show is I actually was going to do a bigger show. I didn't, that's all I knew. I had no idea which of the categories at that point. <laughs> but she had did my resting metabolic rate. And she's like, oh gosh. And she had recommended me not doing it because she said I was burning around 3000 calories at rest, which is really high. And so she's like, oh, I just, if I were you, I wouldn't because you're going to tank your metabolism potentially. And so I just never did it because she kind of worried me about tanking the metabolism. And I was like, okay, so clearly I didn't want to do it bad enough because I never really thought about doing it again. But, you know, like those are something that I'm like, okay, this is kind of fascinating just to kind of see again, where you're at calorie wise and how much you're actually burning at rest. Um, in case someone's like, okay, how do I do it? A lot of some of the local gyms, not every gym has this test though. So some of the smaller gyms or like a big lifetime I know has them as well. That so is in case so anyone's interested. Yeah, no, that is so cool. I'm totally going to check that out too. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for everyone just to kind of see where you're at. And I was definitely overtraining in terms of the cardio. So also something 
because I'm like, oh, I want my heart rate up here, but really to have be in my fat burning zone, it was way too high. So then I was just burning carbs. So also playing around with that. It's also kind of interesting. Oh my God. Your metabolism is fire, girl. <laughs> I know. That's where I'm like, oh, shit, I wonder if it still is after having the sun. <laughs> so I'm like, I think it might be, a, I mean, it's slowly, it took a while, but I'm like, I think it's kind of getting back to normal. But, um, yeah, that's why they say oh, if you had a child recently and you're like, oh, I want to do this test, you actually should wait a year and um, or until you're after you're done breastfeeding. So that also tinkers with it. So they don't recommend it doing while you're breastfeeding at all. So heads up for any mamas out there. Good to know. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, no problem. So um, one of the things I want to talk with you about is social media. So I know that you are, I looked at your Instagram, you have a big Instagram following and you know, how do you kind of manage social media and just kind of that feeling that sometimes we get when we scroll through Instagram or Facebook, like how do you stop that, you know, a feeling of women not feeling good enough, or they're always comparing themselves to what they see? Ah, uh, yes. The social media realm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Like I actually stopped all my notifications from yeah. that from just shut it off because mm -hmm. that that right there is just a, a mind hold too like you're constantly on your phone but so that's one thing that I stopped and secondly I mean all these fil all these pictures are filtered they're they're portraying probably false things I mean who knows who knows what the other person's doing on the other, other end but usually when you're scrolling through these pictures and you're looking at this and you're thinking oh my god that person's beautiful why can't I look like that you literally are just creating these horrible thought processes in your mind of, well, I, and then the rest of your day is just going to be drained because you're trying to compare these to yourself, to these social norms that are just not, it's not real. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think that that, I don't know. I think over the last few years too, it's, or probably last year, you know, Instagram's gotten more curated too. So it's more perfect images than it used to be a little bit more spur of the moment pictures. Whereas now it's not even quite that. And I don't put a ton. Well, I do occasionally when I have people there to take a picture, but you know, I'm guilty of that too, just because, you know, I'm like, well, I'm have a business. I have to have these pictures look looking a certain way. And that's where, you know, you're like, Oh, but then you're perpetuating this whole stereotype of like, Oh, well, this is, we're all just kind of just putting it out there, you know, and I don't like, is there a way to come back from that? Like, I feel like we've let the toothpaste out of the tube and there, you can't really get it back in. Yeah. It's such a fine line to be walking right now with social media. But what I definitely think is so important is I, I love the selfie pictures. Like some people say, well, it doesn't look really professional, but like, no, that's like in the moment, like you mm -hmm. are in the moment you're sharing your story in the moment. Like I mean, I felt so bad the other day. I posted myself in my story of like, you know, doing a gym workout. And then I posted a professional photography picture of like a different thing. And so it wasn't in the moment, but I had a story to back it up. And like, I felt kind of bad about that because my followers probably like, well, that wasn't, she wasn't just there. But so that made me feel a little guilty. But it's just, I, I love the in the moment posts. Like, I don't like something that like all these like buffer or something that automatically posts something to your, to your feed. You probably wrote that like a week ago. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not in the moment. It's not true. So I love in the moment stuff. Yeah. No, that's what I do too. Cause I don't have any, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should get one, but I'm like, no. Cause it's like what I might think I want to post about. I'm like, Oh no, that's not what's coming up for me today. And then I scrap it and do what's coming up. Cause a lot of times when I work out, I find that's when some of the best ideas come. You're like, 
whoa idea hit or this sparked you and it's something that I want to share because I think it's something that's relatable and maybe it's something that you know I overcame just by doing this workout yes totally 110% love it so do you have um how is your Facebook so I also want to talk about that do you do a lot with Facebook I have been doing lives recently but I always talk in my lives like Facebook's just not my jam Instagram's more so my jam mm -hmm. uh, but I am trying my best because I know of a following over there too and it's just like I'm trying to split myself between the both platforms but not be so consumed in social media but I definitely want to share my story and share my message with everyone it's just yeah I I, I am incorporating Facebook for sure just um need to do it a little bit more often. <laughs> oh, totally. That's, I, yeah, I understand. Cause I, the reach there is just like, you know, it's hard. So I'm like, do you want to curate all of this? And then no one sees it. That's also the tough part. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I understand being a business owner and trying to navigate all of that lay of the land. It's always kind of nice to hear what other people are doing and, you know, trends that they see. Yes, for sure. So last couple of things, I want to know, like, what is your number one tip for women if they're looking to kind of start living a healthier lifestyle? Number one tip would be set a goal and have a why to back it up and then literally envision yourself completing that goal and, and, and going and creating the action to do it. That would be my number one tip for sure. Ooh, I like it. Yes. Connecting to the why. That is definitely something that I am feeling strong about. Yes, yes, yes. And then I know that you have a 12-week strength and empowerment program. Can you tell us a little about what it is and who that would be for? Absolutely. So I help women conquer confidence and create a really healthy body image for themselves. And what I do is I first remove like any fears, doubts, or insecurities that that person may be holding them back, really the limiting beliefs that we all suffer from. And then I'll craft, or we will craft, like inspiring goals that they want to get to. They develop their why. They develop, they literally envision themselves and their success. They write down affirmations. They hold themselves accountable. I'm held accountable to this because I know what they're going through. And, you know, we create all this stuff. And then, um, you know, I, I create them, I create a program that is specifically tailored to them and to their body type and to the goals that they have in mind for themselves. And from there, it's just, we, we create, we get on the calls each week and they're in a face, close Facebook group on, on Facebook. And it's just, it's an amazing experience because within a matter of like two weeks, everybody, they're shifting and not just their bodies, but their minds are shifting. And it's so radical to see. Mm. And you can join at any time for the group? Yes. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, last things, because this is going to air right after um, the American Thanksgiving. What tips do you have for people to kind of stay healthy through the holidays? Oh, man. Because <laughs> that's going to be coming up. And I know that's fresh in mind for people like, okay, Thanksgiving's done, but I don't want to completely go off track through December. Yeah. So I would recommend like to get that gym membership now and to start creating healthy habits like now. <laughs> and well, the gyms are less crowded. So that's also exactly, <laughs> exactly. And just get into the mindset of like, okay, this is how I want to be. And don't get, don't, I, people fear the holidays. People fear, oh my God, I'm going to get, I'm going to get down, I'm going to gain weight. Like we don't have to think like that. Create the habits now and enjoy the, the times with them because your metabolism is going to be revving up by then anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, that's great. Love it. Uh, so where can we connect with you at? 
You can find me on Instagram at Nikki Stott. And I'm also on Facebook. That's under Nikki Stott too as well. Those are pretty much two, both of my um, social media platforms right now. But I'm more so on Instagram for sure. That's where I like to hang out. I love Instagram story. <laughs> Do you? Oh, you gotta blow it up. <laughs> I love it. Do you have Snapchat too? I do, but I'm not, I'm, I'm barely on that thing. I know that's where, as soon as the Instagram stories came around, I basically, I don't even have the Snapchat app downloaded anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I'm barely on that thing. I was like, it's too hard to go back and forth. Although I really did enjoy. So my little brother, um, he's eight years younger than me. So he's 25. And I loved sending the Snapchats to him or snaps to him. See, I'd embarrass him all of the time. And he was like, oh my gosh. It's like, really? This, not, this is not how people use it. I'm like, I think it's funny. So this is what you get. That's awesome. <laughs> so I do miss that because he's not on Instagram. So I can't do it to him there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's what big sisters are for, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, usually I wrap up with, you know, throwing out a weekly challenge to all the listeners. And when I have guests on, I have you guys throw out the weekly challenge. So what would you like that to be this week? Oh man, pick up a book, read it, give yourself some self-love and some self-talk into the mirror. That's it. Give yourself some self-love and some self-talk in the mirror every single morning you wake up. That's my challenge. Mm, I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, perfect. And she definitely, you gave us one of the books, The Power of Awareness. So we can always look up that book too, if you're looking for a place to start. Yes, a hundred percent for sure. Yay. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, Nikki. I can't believe the time actually went really fast. I'm like, wow. So thank you. Thank you. And my son is, so we're recording this at night and I told, I had warned her that my son probably wouldn't be sleeping. He is still not sleeping. So he's been rolling around in his crib, trying to get to sleep this whole interview and just quietly. So I'm kind of impressed with this. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I know. Little Jalen. All right. We'll take it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, well, thanks again, Nikki. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.